1: Hi, uh, I hope you like this restaurant. Thanks for coming out with me.
0: So tell me, what do you do? Oh, yeah,
1: I'm an investing
0: app. Oh, wow. The one that lets people diversify their portfolios with fine art?
1: Uh, that's my cousin, Masterworks. Do you have their number? Oh, come on, not again.
0: What? I just want to invest in an asset class that's more stable than my love life.
1: Learn more at masterworks.io
0: and use promo code DATE. See important disclosures at Masterworks.io/dc.
1: Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exoneradiotv.com. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Daggeronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Kari, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. The Chalice of Kerry by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com.
0: The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show all opinions comments or statements of fact expressed by rob mcconnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the exxon radio and tv show or endorsed in any manner by rob mcconnell Realmar mcconnell media company the exxon broadcast network its affiliated networks and stations or employees
1: Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at TV.com. On all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV, and our main website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, the Exxon Broadcast Network, America Talk Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Seastorm Network, Reality Radio TV Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Turquoise Radio Network, and many, many, many independent professional broadcast networks and affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. You're listening to the music from The Exorcist. Every time I hear it, I get little goosebumps still after all these years. My guest this hour is Patricia Ress, and uh, Patricia and I are going to be talking about, amongst other things, her new book entitled The Exorcist House. And we're also going to be talking about a book she wrote called Strange Animals and the Implications for Their Existence. Joining me now from Omaha, Nebraska is Patricia Ress. And Patricia, welcome back to the Zone. Patricia, are you there? What happened to Patricia, anybody? Patricia are you there? Patricia are you there?
3: Can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now, where did you go?
3: You can't hear me?
1: I can hear you, yes, you're on the air.
3: You you can hear me now? Yes. Yeah, I have a goofy phone, and every once in a while, one of my friends will call me and say, "Where are you? I'm talking to you. I know you answered, and then you disappeared." Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! Maybe your your telephone is possessed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was just te- I was just telling the the exonation that we were going to be talking about your new book entitled The Exorcist House, and we're also going to be talking about one of the books you wrote called Strange Animals and Implications for Their Existence, and right. and you were gone. But you're back. Oh
3: my god. <laughs> so yeah, welcome
1: welcome back to the X Zone. Um how did you get started writing about the strange the and and the topics that you do write about?
3: Well, I've always kind of been interested in that sort of thing, you know, but um uh when I belong, when I lived in St. Louis, I had a roommate that was very interested in that. And uh, she took me to the Theosophical Society and different things like that.
1: And from there, the rest is history.
3: You might say that, yes.
1: <laughs> so, so tell me, you yourself, have you ever had a paranormal experience? You
3: know, i I've had a few that might have been. I'm not really sure. However, the last week in August, I had something very weird happen. I was laying in bed Mm -hmm. and looking out the window right by the head of my bed, and I saw this, uh, it looked like a round opening of some kind, and I saw like lizards or something crawling out of it. And I was wondering, what on earth is this? And I just saw this, and then it folded up and went away.
1: That is strange. That I is didn't very know. strange.
3: I didn't know what it was. You know, somebody said it may have just been, um, you know, an opening, mm-hmm. uh, interdimensional doorway, or something. You and I have to take. Me.
1: You and I have to take our two-minute commercial break. Uh, please stand by, Patricia. Okay. Exonation. Patricia Ress is with us. Apparently she's got a goofy phone. I think it's something more sinister. Patricia and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. Her website is www.patriciaresenterprises.net, and her books are available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Nicholas P. Jennings is a lover of humanity and a seeker of truth. Using facts and not opinion, he exposes misconceptions spread by religious and political organizations. While theology, engineering, and science were his fields of academics, history, philosophy, and humanities are his fields of research. His article entitled, The Obama-Iran Nuclear Deal Must Be Stopped, exposes lies by Obama to approve a nuclear deal. This deal benefits Iran domestically and militarily, but compromises the security of the United States. The Genix article is provided on the internet link www.rel-mar.com forward slash NG1. That's www.rel-mar.com forward slash NG1. Reef. Reef is your host. Reef is your guide. Are you happy? Happiness is like trying to find water in the desert. Can you find any? Sometimes, sure, but only a few drops. God is an ocean of joy. But God is not cheap. You cannot find God in a chemical. You must attract God's attention. How? Not by living to please your senses. That is false ego. The matrix is not real. It is a computer-enhanced hallucination. You are spirit soul, not the body. We have forgotten how splendid our home really is, the spiritual sky. For more information, visit Rishasongofblue.com. That's www.r-e-e-s-h-a-s-s-o-n-g-o-f-b-l-u-e.com. fartlets, fartlings, pongies, and honkers. They have so many names, makes you go bonkers. Rear tempest, butt bubbles, bottom burps, all aside. Why does it smell like a little rat died? Hail the fart, whenever, wherever, Whoever its existence actually enriches our lives because it gives us those unforgettable moments that we can all recall again and again that are always good for yet another laugh. A new expose on farting. Get your copy of The Endearing Fart by Eileen Dover at www.theendearingfart.com. Every pair demons dance everywhere. Southern gills, tattered seals, and none to tell the tale. Come, love
0: you, Rusty, go see.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Patricia Ress is my special guest this hour. www.patriciaressenterprises.com is her website, and her books are available. www.patriciaressenterprises.com oh, is her website, .NET, I'm sorry, that's right, .net. and our books are available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Uh, before we get back to Patricia, I've got some great news uh, that we're very happy about here at the X-Zone. In the very near future, you'll be able to watch the X-Zone radio and TV show on all your mobiles, including iPhone, iPad, Android, Windows Phone, and iMovie. And on, listen to this X Zone, Xbox Live, Apple TV, Samsung TV, Samsung Blu ray, Roku, Google TV, Boxy, uh, let me see, Panasonic TVs, Philips Smart TVs, and LG TVs. That's all coming within the next 30 days. And of course, our new channel on Simul TV, the X Zone Radio TV channel, and the X Radio. Radio channel. Patricia rests is my guest, as I said before, XO Nation, and um, you've written your book about the the Exorcist House. And I was wondering if you could tell us what's it about. Is it is it a book based on fact or is it a fictitious book, a fictitious story? Oh no, it's,
3: it's based based on fact. Um, I have a friend that lives. I used to live in St. Louis mm-hmm. for several years. And a friend of mine, she's a nurse hypnotist, and she's also a psychic, and um, I had, she told me about this, that the actual story of the exorcist didn't happen in Washington, D.C. I mean, it began in that general area, but it actually played out in a house in St. Louis. And uh, she told me about it. It was in the Bel suburb, which is the northern part of the city. It's out by the airport and uh she uh is on a regular radio show, you know, psychic type radio show. And uh, they were uh she went out there one time because she checks out places before they have radio shows, you know, you know when before they bring people out to see the place or to be interviewed or whatever. They want to make sure that there's nothing awful going to happen, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. And she would go out to to check it out.
0: Family
2: the we're going family style deal
0: because i want a bite of your big mac
2: and i need some of your i'll try your filet
0: of fish
2: there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer Besides, rare finds secret shows whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin curious types crave interesting experiences Bitrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With hundreds of trading pairs, Bitrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to create the crypto experiences they've been looking for. Trade beyond the trend at bitrex.com. It's your move.
3: And she was just telling me about the place, and mm-hmm. the things she told me about it were just chilling. It's
1: Su- just, it's such as really
3: scary. Well, for example, uh, she said that if you look at the house, I mean, the house itself doesn't look so awful or anything, but all the vegetation in the particular neighborhood where the house is grows towards the house. Okay. And it's just kind of spooky, and it's it's like there's a huge energy source there, and it's just pulling and attracting anything that grows. It just kind of moves in that direction. So, uh, and and that's what she told me. She uh, felt was that there was a, a humongous energy source, and uh, her theory is, it, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying anything.
3: Uh, oh, okay. Well, she she uh, her theory is that uh, the, the the creature that inhabited the child on the East Coast before they brought him to St. Louis, where it all played out, uh, that it knew that this. Uh, energy source existed there and that it was at the house of this relative of his and that they actually got him to take him to St. Louis so it, it it would give the being more power over him it didn't work out that way in the end because they actually got rid of the demon, you know, of the kid but uh, it, it's just amazing uh, that something like that would know about that at such a distance and everything, you know so i was, I was yeah surprised yeah.
1: so have you gone have you gone to this house and checked it out yourself?
3: I've just driven by it, took a picture of it but and, that that's been a few years ago i and, i yeah i there's nothing about it, you know there's nobody in a black cape with fangs mm-hmm. on the front porch or anything you know it's just a very mundane average uh working class kind of neighborhood. I mean, the houses are real nice. Another thing she told me about the house was um, it's never been remodeled. It was built in 1943, right? and it's outside of a little paint here and there. It's never had any major remodeling, and she said it is in the same condition as, you know, like if it had just come off the assembly line, you know, the things mm. in it. are just absolutely in excellent condition and it, it was just amazing uh then she told me about when they went through it and they were checking it out uh she said "Would she you know the bedroom where the, uh, the child was was levitating in the bed and everything in the movie mm-hmm. uh, in that particular bedroom she had to try three or four times just to get by that door oh uh, all right just so so I'm, uh,
1: let me ask you just something here for for self clarification uh-huh. Now, you're saying that, according to this nurse, uh-huh. the house of that was depicted in the Amityville horror movie was not in Amityville, Long Island, but in Connecticut? Oh,
3: no, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, it has nothing to do with Amityville. Oh, I see. Uh, you mean The Exorcist. Uh, I think oh, you the, might uh, be thinking of something right, else. Right, right.
1: You know but, what? I was. Uh, I was. I'm sorry. The Exorcist, yeah. right, with uh, Linda the, Blair. The, the
3: Right. No, that house was in Washington, D.C., but that's not where all of that happened. Uh, The exorcism actually took place in St. Louis. Oh, I see. And one of the amazing things was, well, this kid was coming down, was being possessed. Mm -hmm. Uh, On his stomach, they saw written St. Louis. And they uh, thought that maybe it was a message from his dead aunt, because his aunt was into... uh, you know, like Ouija boards and that type of thing, mm-hmm. and they think that's kind of how he got possessed, which is right along with what the movie said. You know, if you saw the movie, and uh, so they took him to St. Louis. You know, that that was they, they thought maybe the aunt knew that there was some way that they could uh, get him dispossessed if he went to St. Louis, and that's exactly what happened. Although I think the creature that uh, possessed him didn't think that. <laughs>
1: so what what is your what is your your belief of what actually possesses people when uh, the requirement for exorcism is needed
3: well and you know that's a very sticky uh, uh, subject too because it's uh, not everybody agrees like for example uh, this kid is referred to as Robbie doe it was a boy instead of a girl by the way and and uh, when they were trying to decide what was wrong with him, mm-hmm. uh, they took him to his minister. The family was was originally Lutheran. And they went to the minister, and the minister felt that perhaps it was a poltergeist activity. And he contacted a, um, a professor from, I believe he was from Duke University, and uh, he... Uh, Kind of agreed with that he kind of thought it sounded like poltergeist, although the minister never the minister saw Robbie, mm-hmm. but not the guy from Duke University, and the minister took Robbie to his home, and the same things that were happening at Robbie's house began happening at the minister's house, so the minister sent him back home. Wow, he didn't want any more yeah, he didn't want any more to do with it, but then he went into it here 's the interesting thing. I didn't know this, and this was never in the hospital, never in the book, rather. But Robbie was put into a hospital in the Washington D.C. area because uh, a number of people his age came down with flu. There was a flu epidemic going on, and so he was put in a hospital ward with a bunch of boys his own age. And uh, later on, uh, a man came forward and told about this after the movie had been made and everything. And he said that uh, the kids saw Robbie. And they saw his eyes, and it just terrified them to death. They, they started saying rosary and praying and everything as soon as they saw his eyes.
1: What is the power behind the person doing the exorcist? Is it the, the, the power of, of God? Is it the power of good versus evil? Why does that demon re- release itself from the, from the host?
3: Well, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, what Vicki told me, uh, and she's helped with exorcisms and she knows quite a bit about this, but she says is that everybody has some good deep down inside of them. And so mm-hmm. you have to look for that and and seek it out and pull it out, so to speak. The good.
1: So what and happened?
3: Sometimes it takes you a while, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but so... uh, she did find out some of the... People that had been uh, infesting the house, there were like child molesters and things like that that she felt their presence and everything. So it, I think she was onto something. I don't know what, but you
1: know. So is it the essence of these people, these these child molesters and so on, that that attract the the negative entities or the demons yeah. to the house?
3: Yeah, yeah, and and you also. Um, this is why uh you know i i don't think if somebody goes to a pornography movie once or twice or something they're going to go to hell mm-hmm. but uh what it does is uh you give the dark side permission to mess with you as a friend of mine put it th- that way and uh that's the real danger is uh you open doors you know is is so i i don't You know, I don't think, you know, if you smoke pot once or play a Ouija board once Mm -hmm. or something, I I really find that hard to believe that that's going to make you, you know, uh, get possessed. However, it's like an alcoholic, you know, if you have somebody that's really sensitive to that sort of thing, and then they drink too much, then you're really asking for trouble, something that, you know, wouldn't bother you or me but somebody that's chemically sensitive to it might react differently, and that, that's kind of how uh, this sort of thing is. Too, gotcha.
1: You know. All right, Patricia, stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo okay. Patricia Ress is our special guest. Her website is www.patriciaressenterprises.net. And her books are available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. We're talking about exorcism, Why? Because she is the author of a new book entitled The Exorcist House. It's about the house where the events actually happened, which inspired the movie The Exorcist. She's got several books. Uh, We've talked to her in the past about strange animals and the implications for their existence, and the library upstairs. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting hour. Patricia Ress is my guest. We'll both be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exoneradiotv.com.
0: Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right, transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash x and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. This is the X-Zone radio and TV show on the X-Zone broadcast network and our worldwide broadcast affiliates. If you have a question for Rob McConnell or his guest, or if you have had a paranormal experience, call toll-free 800 610 7035 extension zero or email exxon at exxon and on our major social media sites our address is exxon tv
1: Welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is Patricia Ress. Her website is www.PatriciaRessEnterprises.net, and her books are available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. We were talking about the real story behind The Exorcist. Uh, Patricia is the author of a new book entitled The Exorcist House. And, Patricia, you were telling me before we came back on air that you have some information in your book that wasn't in the movie.
3: Uh, that's true. Um, I uh, first of all, uh, the priest that performed the actual exorcism was Father William Bodern, S.J., mm-hmm. which means he was a Jesuit. And, and then another priest, Reverend Raymond Bishop, kept a journal of the exorcism and assisted Father Bodern. And then Father Walter Halloran assisted uh, them with Father Bodern using the ritual Romanum or the ancient Latin rites of exorcism and that's what they actually did anyhow twenty-seven days into the exorcism the priest prayed the rosary and robbie screamed and clutched his chest the priest found the word exit rising from his chest as a, it just it happened just like when he saw saint louis on you know mm-hmm. on his body and uh... the rosary resumed and robbie inter interrupted them and said he saw saint michael battling satan at the gates of hell father bodern then gave robbie his first communion Soon after that, there was a huge, loud blast throughout the hospital and the church across the street. And it says, no trace of any actual explosion was ever found. The lights then went off. When the lights came back on, Robbie sat up, smiled, and said simply, he's gone. Now, something else that's interesting that's never been mentioned is some priest put in the the statue of St. Michael, slaying the devil, Mm -hmm. and he's got his foot on the devil's head, and he's got his sword out and everything. Somebody put that statue right by Robbie's bedside, and shortly after that, that's when all this happened, and that's when he woke up, smiled, and said he's gone. And it said, although the old Alexian Hospital has been torn down for nearly 40 years, the asphalt on the ground, which is directly below the floor where Robbie stayed and was exercised, has never hardened like it should. There are still lines and creases, and they've report it and report it many times but it's never been redone it's never dried properly and the rest of the parking lot has been okay just not that part and there's a story associated with the demolition of the hospital a couple of the workers who were at the site recall a huge strange animal rampaging out of the building and they were frightened and many of them refused to come to work uh, at that location on another day they just wouldn't come back and there was also a strange incident occurring at the same time. A large wrecking ball accidentally hit part of the newer section of the hospital, and it didn't do any damage, but it was a frightening experience. And the old rectory where Robbie had stayed a few times during his exorcism, is said to have glowed brightly just before Rob, Robbie was finally released from the demon's hold. And up until that time, the old Alexian Hospital closed its doors. Rumors circulated about the strange patient that it encountered in 1949. Workers frequently reported how that part of the hospital, where Robbie stayed, seemed very cold, and there was often heard a kind of demonic laughter coming from the room. Wow. So, now that I don't think was ever in the movie or anything. So
1: No, and, you know, it, it, why didn't they portray in the movie how it really happened why didn't they use the I, well, location I
3: yeah i think maybe they thought it was more hollywoody this way you know i mean the movie that you know it's more interesting to have something in washington dc than in you know some place in the midwest that's all i can think of i, yeah. I would have. i'm with you though i think it would have been more interesting to have the you know the whole thing you know done realistically
1: but now, during your research of your book, did you come across any newspaper files from the, that era that uh, that related any of the stories that were told about the hospital prior to or just after its uh, demolition? Uh,
3: there were some old uh, newspaper files that I did find. I think they were on the internet, and mm-hmm. I think Vicky did find some other stuff, too, that... Uh, was squirreled away somewhere. I forget where she found it, but uh, yeah, it it's not just from one source. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is pretty well documented. What I've been telling you.
1: Were you able to get so, any I mean, any confirmation from the church person. pertaining to the the actual exorcism that was performed by the members of the clergy?
3: Yeah. Uh, what, what did you What did you ask? I didn't hear what you said uh, about the church.
1: I was asking you if you were able to get any. Any information from the church about the oh, they
3: won't they won't tell you because it's considered a a privacy issue. You know, it, it's like if you were a drug addict and you recovered, unless you volunteer the information to the public, mm-hmm. your doctor probably would not do it. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So, so how do you along
3: those lines?
1: So, how do you authenticate a story like this?
3: Uh, well, uh, there are people, they had, I believe, I wish I could think of the number, they had, I, I want to say it's 45, it was some huge number of people mm-hmm. that signed documents that said that what they saw was definitely supernatural. They, uh, you know, it just uh, was had not uh, fit in with uh, their reference to anything else they'd ever seen or anything. You know, it just... Uh, totally, uh, and these were people. These were everything but clergy to or, ordinary people to uh, psychics. To you know, they had a conglomeration of everything. You know, that signed this, and it was signed. It's got an official title. I can't think of it, but mm-hmm. it's the uh, the church uses it. You know, like to verify something. And and this thing, this particular case, really had a ton of people signing up on it. That they had seen all kinds of strange things.
1: So, so as as the author of the Exorcist House, uh, were you able to talk to any of the people who were actually there, or have they all passed on?
3: They're all well. Uh, Father Halloran and Father Bodern mm-hmm. and uh, Father Bishop uh, are all dead now. But it's interesting. Vicky uh, talked to a couple of them before they died because she actually lives in St. Louis. I mm-hmm. used to live there and moved away, but she's been there for a number of years, and she had talked to... She knew somebody that... Um, I think Father Halloran was uh, a teacher of one of her friends' brothers or sisters, Right. and uh, so she knew something about him, and she knew Father Boder in some other way. I can't remember. She explained this all of me. You know, she had contact with him, and and uh, it just—it's uh, Father it Bowder, and it was sort of like the head guy. You know, he was—he uh, was the one uh, that corresponded to the old man with the glasses and the white hair in the movie. You know, the one that you saw mm-hmm. that was uh, overseas when they—you know—when they showed the demon yeah. in, in Iraq or somewhere. Uh, you know that—that's uh, how it began. That this demon was uh, setting out to do something. You know. Uh, anyhow, that was Father Bodern, and uh, so she she checked up on all these people, and they have all since gone. Now, one of them, um, I can't remember which one it was, but one of them actually came here and taught at Creighton, here in Omaha, Creighton University, and that's a Jesuit school, by the way. And uh, so there's a connection, you know, that way, mm-hmm. too. But they never talked about it. They uh, There was only one of the three priests that actually talked much, and he didn't want to say too much, you know, because, like I say, it's an invasion of privacy. The Church sees it that way. Unless a person volunteers it, you know, it, like I say, it's like, you know, if you're getting over drug addiction or Something else, you know, you probably wouldn't want everybody talking about it. Now, the uh, man that, the the Robbie Doe, he has never, uh, somebody got to him and talked to him, I can't remember who it was, but he has never had any more paranormal involvement of any kind. He was baptized into the Catholic Church, he joined the Church, and his whole family joined. They were so impressed with what had happened, you know, that uh, they all joined. And he 's been a practicing Catholic ever since i know he has three children of his own, and he lives back east and that 's all that I was able to find out but you know that 's enough, but apparently sure. it it's it stayed uh, exercised you know
1: so, so tell me what what was it that that prompted you to write this story
3: Well, I thought it was kind of interesting um Uh, I worked on a newspaper uh, about 50 miles from where I live now. This Mm -hmm. is like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, actually. And uh, this woman came up to me, and I had done a ghost story for Halloween, and uh, she asked if I wrote it, and I said yes. And she told me that uh, she lived in a haunted house in Lincoln, Nebraska, and that there was a person that... uh, haunted the house that was haunting the house that uh, was a child of a couple that lived there the father was a professor there and when he and his mother sold the house and were going to move to kansas he got so upset he committed suicide and she said that this kid was haunting the house but she said it was very strange because there was nothing bad about it she said she got at- actually attached to the ghost she got very sympathetic with him she didn't want to leave him when her husband uh, was being promoted and offered another job out of state, she didn't want to leave because she was attached to this ghost. So apparently ghosts don't always, uh, how do I want to say, scare you. Sometimes it's a, you know, uh, you can become attached to them even.
1: Why do you think it's only certain people that have encounters with ghosts?
3: Uh Uh-huh. What what, what did you say? I didn't hear the first part. I'm sorry.
1: I said, why is it, Why do you think that only certain people have encounters with ghosts and not everyone does?
3: Well, first of all, if you absolutely, you know, close your mind to it or you don't believe in that sort of thing, then Mm -hmm. uh, usually you won't attract it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, But if you are open to such things, and uh, some people are, or let's say you have somebody like a ghost and they're in a situation like this woman where her husband was being transferred and the the ghost had been in a household where this had happened and mm-hmm. it had, had upset the family. So maybe the ghost felt that she would be receptive. You know, that's that's the only thing I can think
1: of. Now, I have to ask you this as a sensible person. Uh-huh. If... You had a ghost in your house, and Uh your husband was promoted, and you were Uh going to move. Can you see yourself really staying behind for a ghost?
3: Uh, Not me. (laughs) Not me. But, uh, you know, I imagine I've never lived in a house with a ghost, so I've never become attached Uh to one. Although I will tell you, my parents lived in a haunted house for about 40 years. And uh, when they were gone at night, you know, sometimes they would be working or they'd be doing something else Mm -hmm. and they'd be out of the house. I would hear footsteps upstairs. I would, uh, you know, just hear noises, hear people walking upstairs or going up and down the stairs or things. And I I just, it never bothered me and it it never did anything violent or never upset me Mm -hmm. or anything. And so I just sort of you know, didn't pay that much attention to it. And I think there's probably a lot of people that are the same way. And you have an old house, and people say, oh, yeah, well, it, uh, you know, it settles. You know, the house settles sure. and it makes noises, and, you know. So you just tend not to think about it unless it's bothering you.
1: You know, I was just thinking about that lady who didn't want to move because of the ghost. Why couldn't she take the ghost with her?
3: Well, I think sometimes that does happen. I... Somebody told me, I told them about that one time, and they said there was a, actually a, a case where it did follow them or something to that effect. So apparently it yeah. does. You know.
1: I, I've heard many stories of people who go to flea markets or antique shops and buy, uh-huh. f- and buy furniture that apparently is haunted. And they bring this well, entity he, he, into the he, house with them.
3: Yeah. It, see, the longer something is around, you know, let's say an antique. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, the longer some, that antique's been around, the more people have left their vibrations on it, right? And have become attached to it or like it, and so the better your chances are of attracting somebody that liked that. See, and that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, you know, why uh, some things seem to.
1: It's. You kind of cut out on us for a second there, so.
3: Oh, okay. Can you hear me now?
1: Now I can. Yeah. Am I okay? Yep.
3: Okay. Yeah, that—that's the only thing I can think of is that uh, the vibrations from the person are on the antique, and mm-hmm. uh, you're attracted to it, and and uh, you take it home with you. You know.
1: Any new books you coming get more up? More than you bought. Uh, Do you have any new books? New books. Well,
3: the the one that is going to be, it it was an e-book and it's going to come out as a regular book, but it's called um, uh, Strange Animals and uh, the Implications for Their Existence. And uh, it's really amazing. Uh, A friend of mine is kind of a world traveler, and he was telling me about all these uh, Mm. things, and uh, there was this one thing that it's in the eel family and they didn't they had very few people that had ever seen one because they'd been killed if they'd seen it if they got close enough to actually see it they were, they were dead and it was just absolutely gigantic huge and uh, people in our military didn't believe it they thought it was a story because this, this happened over in a- Asian countries and uh, since uh, our, the air force has been given permission to fly over these areas where this used to happen, they have actually seen this thing and they say, "Yes, it's for
1: real." Wow! <laughs> you <know>? Stand by, <laughs> so Patricia. You terrified. and I have. T- you have to. We have to take our final break for this hour. Exonation. Patricia Ress is my guest. www.patricia Born a Shiite Muslim and taught the Quran in his youth are some of the reasons why President Obama has an affinity for Islam and the Muslim people. His nuclear deal with Iran allows them to obtain over $150 billion to stimulate their country domestically and militarily while pursuing their objective to develop a nuclear bomb. A groundbreaking article by Nicholas Jennings titled, Obama Continues to Lie to the American People Exposes Many Lies Obama Has Made. It includes lies to the American people on the Obama-Iran nuclear deal and Benghazi. The Jennings article is provided on the Internet link www.rel-mar.com forward slash ng2. That's www.rel-mar.com forward slash N-G-2. When demystified, shamanism is an ancient science delving into the quantum level of life. Understanding and implementing basic shamanic principles can empower the individual to heal, manifest, and evolve in these rapidly changing times. Pathhome Shamanic Art School is a one-of-a-kind Colorado State certified occupational school training and certifying shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also train individuals simply interested in empowering and enriching their lives through shamanism. Pathhome's certification classes are in a week-long block format, enabling national and international students to participate. We also provide online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions as well. Discover all you can be. Enter the limitless world of shamanism today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or call 303-775-3431. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exoneradiotv.com. Patricia Russ is my guest, and uh, Patricia, you and I were talking uh, during the uh, break that you were told that the dodo bird is not extinct, that it can actually Uh be found in certain parts of Europe, and who told you this?
3: Um, A friend of mine who's a worldwide traveler, Uh, his his name is Ron Stone, Mm -hmm. and uh, not that many people know him, but he likes to keep a low profile, but... He is in, uh, he travels in a number of circles and is in the know about a number of things. And he's the one that told me about this uh, beast that was killing people yeah. that nobody could talk about, yeah.
1: Now, um. But
3: he, he said they were alive, yeah.
1: And you also told me that uh, they're good to eat.
3: Yeah, that's another thing that he said uh, that he had heard. I don't know if he if he's eaten some or not, I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to say. But I got the impression he may have or he knew somebody who had and said they were really good. <laughs> so, maybe that's why they went extinct for a while or seemed to be extinct.
1: In your, in your book, Strange Animals and the Implications for Their Existence, in your opinion, what are some of the strangest animals that you've written about?
3: Oh my goodness. Uh, well, one thing that I heard about um, was uh, that we had ants living in Africa about eighteen thousand years ago that were three feet tall and they had uh, actually had a language and could could communicate with people I mean it was uh, they understood our languages and they were killed uh, they were hit by fire of some kind and they suspected the humans had done it. And uh, this was all relayed through a, a Swedish entomologist who was given a dream. An ant appeared to him and gave him all this scientific information. And also other scientific information, and when he checked it out, it checked out. You know, It, it, uh, it was verifiable. So he wondered what kind of a consciousness had invaded his dream space. But anyhow, it was interesting. But that's one of the scariest things I ever heard about was all these ants. And uh, there's a worm, too, in Mongolia.
1: Yes, that, Mongolian uh, death it worm, spits, yeah. yeah.
3: It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it spits acid or something. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, it fries you before you hit the ground, your toast. I mean, it cooks you. Your whole body is just cooked. You look like red salami or something.
1: Wow. Listen, you I and I have got to say so long for tonight. I want to thank you very much for joining us, Patricia and Exon Nation. For more information on Patricia Ress, her website is www. net. That's www.patriciaressenterprises.com. Uh, no, dot net. Dot .net. There, I did it again. <laughs> All right, Patricia, take care of yourself. Thanks very much for joining us, thank and I you. look forward to the next time you join us here in the X Zone.
3: Okay, you take care. You okay? too, and
1: regards to your husband.
3: Okay, thank you.
1: Bye bye. All right, X Nation, I'll <laughs> be back on the other side of this uh, news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X Zone with uh, yours truly, Rob McConnell. Just imagine that a guy goes to bed has a dream about giant ants and the next thing you know, look at that, it's in a book. (laughs) I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Hopefully I won't get eaten by the giant ants. Don't go away. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile Service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today.